Tanya for the 10th of Sivan, the first of the story. A student of Chafetz Chaim once came to him to ask him about um, advice on being a rabbi of a community. He had just been appointed as a rav, and he wanted guidelines. He wanted some you know, pointers, some hints, some advice. The Chafetz Chaim was a big time Chacham, and he wrote many books. And so, you know, he wanted some, he wanted, you know, some advice. So the Chafetz Chaim told him like this. He said, um, make sure your community, when after Shemona Esra is over, they, they don't wait for you. If you take longer, they, they should already be instructed in advance. They should already start moving. So he was very surprised because it's very common that, you know, one of the, one of the, the one things that all communities do is they wait for the rabbi if, he's, if his Shemona Esra takes longer. So they asked him, he asked the Chafetz Chaim, well, why is that? So he said, a, a rabbi of a community has to make sure that he doesn't involve himself in any form of bribery. And that, of course, means taking you know, money or taking favors, etc. But in this case, if you're going to be waiting for people, these people waiting for you, which means they're bribing you with honor. So make a rule to, to keep yourself out of that. Very interesting. The Altrab until now, in the first two chapters of the, of the Tanya, is explaining how the world works and how everything is created something from nothing and continuously has the energy of Hashem inside that thing to enable it to be existent. And unlike um, pottery, for example, that you know the potter will walk away and the, the, the bowl will continue to remain as it is, in the case of Hashem creating this world, it needs, it's a continuous force and it needs to be it needs to be um, ever ever flowing, and if not, of course, it would it wouldn't be destroyed. It would cease to be. After these words of truth that we said in the first two chapters, that the Hashem needs to continuously be inside something and create something from nothing. Once you have these two principles in your hand, you start to realize everything we're seeing in this world is really not an illusion. It's, it is true. That's that's a big distinction. People might make a mistake and think this is all. It's not an illusion. This world is very much real. Hashem created a real world, but it's not as we see it. That's the point. And and everything that we do see is really nothing. Not not real. It is real. It's very much real, but it's not true. It's not an, a true existence because what we're seeing is not what it truly is. There's something deeper than behind it. So when a person looks at something, he says, well, I see the chair and I see, you know, the material and all that, that must be the true existence. Once you learn these two principles, you say, is it real? Sure. But is it really real compared to the energy that's sustaining it? Of course not. Okay, so this that we see, table and chairs and a, and a roof and a floor to be real existences, that's only because what we see, this tangible existence that isn't really the truth of the matter, it isn't the truth of the existence behind it. If we really had the opportunity, the ability to look through physicality and to see what it truly is, this power of God coming from Hashem's speech and Hashem's breath, if a person is able to see what truly is behind 
all physicality. They wouldn't see the physicality anymore because they'd be seeing the truth and that energy of the, let's call it physical energy that kind of, you know, expresses itself to our physical eyes is, is entirely subservient, entirely nothing of a nothing compared to the true energy that's flowing through it. So says Alter Eber, if not for the physical energy, it wouldn't really make a difference to the spiritual energy. But if not for the spiritual energy, that item would, that thing would cease to be. They say a very interesting, a very interesting joke, but it's 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 quite uh, deep. They say the there was a, there was a person that learnt the tanya that was having a discussion with someone who hadn't learned the tanya, and the person that learnt the tanya asked the other person. He said, "If Hashem wanted to destroy the world, how would he go about it?" And so the man started describing a fire that's so intense, and then a water that gets rid of that, and a wind, and he's going through a whole scenario of how Hashem would destroy the world, and finally in exhaustion, realizing of course, that there's no way you could destroy every molecule, there's no, it's, everything would just, it changes form, but it, it continues to be, so he turns to the person that had learned the Tanya and said, alright, how, how do you believe Hashem would destroy the world if he wanted to? And the person that learned the Tanya said simply, Hashem would stop recreating it. That's it. it, it the, the, taking away its existence is, it, it would, would make it not be ruined or lesser, it would cease to be. So the spiritual energy is really what an item, an item is. Of course, unfortunately, we're, we're unable to see it. Thank you so much for joining the Tanya Tanya's little initiation. I have Hanamish on its office. I have to move the Nakam and Yan Fushima, Praman Hamish, and the Tarman and Shabbos, Rakel of Hamish, Rakhavadriya, at least Valen and Ebalat, Dvara Levis, Freda Hinda, and and um, Elka Rachel Basilis and Enron Cities of Fushlema. Have a wonderful and very successful day, and thank you so much for joining.